0: This is A-State Connections on KASU. I'm Jonathan Reeves. This is a weekly segment called A-State Connections and Create Ed State, Making Connections That Count. In this interview, I get the latest information on student research and a preview of this year's Created State Symposium. I talk with Vice Provost of Research and Technology Transfer and Executive Director of Arkansas Biosciences Institute at Arkansas State University, Dr. Tom Risch and Director of Student Research at Arkansas State University, Carrie Harris. This is my interview with Dr. Risch and with Harris. So I want to kind of get an update on how things have been going. I know that the pandemic has kind of thrown things for <laughs> yeah, into, into a little bit of a, of a spin, but I know you all have still been able to do research. Tom, kind of give us an update on, on what's been going on, please.
1: Sure. So actually, research has been going on largely uninterrupted. Uh, The big issue has been travel uh, that has been impacted by the pandemic. Other than that, we've been doing very well. And in fact, we've been able to restructure the research office a little bit to create a position that's uh, directly and solely uh, responsible for increasing and supporting student research. And we're able to bring carry in that regard. And our students continue to do amazing things. Although these conferences have uh, gone virtual, uh, our students are still attending, uh, still uh, winning awards, and they're still just doing amazing things. So research has has been going very well. Um, Today, we're gonna highlight some of our student research and uh, look forward to talking to both of you about that.
0: So, Carrie, I uh, want to welcome you to the Created State podcast, welcome you to A State Connections. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
2: Um, well, I am from Perigold, Arkansas originally, but I moved to Jonesboro for my uh, undergraduate degree, and I got a bachelor's at A State and then a master's at A State. And then I started working here um, in the biology department as an instructor and the club coordinator for the College of Sciences and Mathematics. So I've been here for my entire career, my entire adult life, and uh, I really enjoy Arkansas State. And I'm excited about this new endeavor where I get to help students in a lot of different ways.
0: So tell us about. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tom. No, I'm I'm sorry.
1: Carrie comes with some really unique uh, experiences to bring to this role as a Director of Student Research. So as club coordinator, she was involved in outside of the classroom activities, so co-curricular, as is research. So she's used to working with students that want to get excited and do extra things. And often research will fit that uh, category that students want to go beyond what they're learning in, in the classroom. And then uh, Carrie has uh, some really very nice credentials uh, for grant writing. She's been successful to get a couple of uh, NSF grants. And uh, Carrie, why don't you talk a little bit about those grants and what you did with them, how they relate to co curricular activities here on our campus. Yeah, so um, one
2: of the The main co-curricular activities that I've been involved with is uh, whenever I was a graduate student we started a club called the Natural History Collections Curation Club here on campus and we saw that as a way for students here at A-State to really become advocates for our natural history collections and so um, we, we really thought of it as a unique approach, kind of bottom up where the students were the ones who were seeing this as important and really getting involved and um, working with faculty and then administrators to make sure our voices were heard and we were um, uh, letting people know that we wanted these resources to be kept on campus. Um, And so through that network, I expanded my role in working with students I helped other clubs uh, kind of become advocates for what they were interested in. And um, then we were able to pursue some grant opportunities to do workshops around um, the United States to help other students at other universities become advocates for their natural history collections as well. So from that, we started the Natural History Collections Club Network, which is ongoing. Um, We have, you know, the number of participants is always fluid, especially with COVID. You never know how many clubs are really active, but uh, we have in total about 36 institutions who have at one point or another joined our network. Um, And so I've spent a lot of time working with, with those universities, with those clubs, and then with our own clubs here on campus to encourage students to do these co-curricular activities, and then brought re- um, outreach and research into it as well. So um, I, see, I see this overall program where students can become involved in their campus beyond just being in the classroom. So they get out, they get involved in clubs, they get involved in um, outreach opportunities where they're interacting with the community, interacting with students. We did a lot of work where we brought students on campus and they were able to, you know, get experiences in biology. Um, We brought most recently like 800 students on campus before the pandemic, of course, and uh, they, they got to do a lot of different science activities and have a lot of fun. And so now in research, I want to kind of meld all of that in with the research opportunities and and expand the program so that students continue to see ways that they can enhance their university education with um, research, as well as the club activities and the outreach.
0: And Carrie, how do you see this continuing to grow uh, as we go into the future from what you're talking about?
2: Um. I'm really hoping that the, as as time goes on, I hope that students will start to want to get involved in things again. We're seeing it a little bit already. And um, I want to work with students to set up the Student Research Council for one thing. So that's one way we're going to bring clubs back in with research and kind of connect my two worlds back together a little bit. And reach out throughout campus and find the students who want to do research and creative activities and match them up with faculty and graduate students who have the opportunities for them to do. So that way, any student who wants to do research will have a mechanism to do research or an activity if if, um, if they want to do that.
0: Dr. Tom Risch is joining us, as well as Carrie Harris here on KASU. And Dr. Risch, there are a number of student research opportunities I know that you have through ABI and other things to kind of get students involved in those research activities.
1: We do. So ABI is able to bring some resources that <clears throat> have paid internships that are part of a cohort program. And we have two such programs. One is aimed at early career students. It's capped at uh, 30 hours, I believe. So it's either 30 or 60 students listening to check. Um, And our aim there is to get these students excited in in research labs from uh, the very beginning of their uh, college career. Then, Uh, ABI is able to fund the training and the relationship development with the researcher, the principal investigator that the student will be working with. As a result now, the student early in their career becomes a valuable uh, commodity for that researcher and a researcher is willing to spend their own grant dollars to keep that student in the lab. And what we end up with is these students that uh, by the time they're seniors, they're very sophisticated researchers. Um, and you see changes in uh, career paths. Uh, these students that start at that level, uh, many of them are, are brightest students coming in uh, and they're you know, pre-meds or similar pre-professional majors, but they get interested in research. A number of them, they get interested in doing uh, PhD MDs and uh, Carrie's working with one of those students right now uh, as one of our research ambassadors. So it's really impactful. Then we have a full immersion summer program where students are paired with mentors and uh, they also go through as a cohort and get some additional training during the summer. So these ABI opportunities these are just one, and they're, they're narrowly focused because it is uh, dollars that are spent on primarily health and agriculture, which is the mission of ABI. Um, but Kerry's also been administering some programs through RTT that are open to all students. And uh, so we're able to reach uh, many, many students across campus, and uh, we're increasing that. One of the things we're looking forward to that now we might also talk about is that Carrie's been leading an effort for the research office to look at how, when we get these students involved in research when they first get here. Okay, there's all sorts of statistics that these co-curricular activities increase retention, increase performance, and increase employability, which is so important to parents and students these days. So. Carrie's developing a program where we have research uh, vertically integrated into the curriculum. So starting as freshmen, they take a class and learn about research. Then they end up doing some research, and then they end up presenting, perhaps at our created A state. So when they graduate, we hope that we can get all the deans and everybody on board to we add a credentialing to their uh Uh, transcript that they've uh, graduated with research distinction. So that's one of the things we're looking forward for in the future as well.
0: So Carrie, let's talk about some of those opportunities and some of the things you've been doing in in RTT, which is research and technology transfer. Uh, Tell us about some of those things, please. So, um,
2: Some of the opportunities like Tom mentioned, we we have funding opportunities for students and that is for any student on campus uh, doing research or doing a creative activity. Um, One thing we have are our student research awards. Those are open to graduate and undergraduate students and it's um, $500 awarded on a semester basis. They have to apply every semester. Um, It's $500 for supplies for their research experiences. So if you have a research idea and you just need money to buy the actual materials you need, um, come to us and we can help with that. another thing that we have are the undergraduate research assistantships, the URAs. Uh, Those are experiences that faculty need to apply for but faculty are able to get these grants and it's $1,000 in a stipend form to pay to an undergraduate student to do research for a semester. Um, So that you know if you're a faculty member and you have a project that you're working on and you really would like to bring an undergraduate on board, this is a really great experience for the undergraduate. They'll get to work with you and you'll be able to pay an undergraduate student to um, come in and do the work. And then uh, the final one, and we actually just opened these yesterday. Um, The final one are the, the student research travel awards. So if you are a student and you have had a presentation accepted to a conference, we will provide up to $500 in support to help you get to that Conference and present your research or your creative activity or whatever the equivalent presentation is. Um, so, all of these can be found on A State Info Ready. And if um, students are interested in these opportunities and they have trouble finding Info Ready or they have trouble um, knowing how to actually apply, they can always contact me and I'm happy to help with that. And uh, the other ongoing call for proposals we have, of course, is create at state, um, which I think we'll probably talk about in a minute. And we have also just had students accepted to the um, National Council for Undergraduate Research Conference. We're sending um, several students, well, not sending, (laughs) it's a virtual conference this year, uh, but we've had several students have abstracts accepted, and they're going to get to present to that National Student Research Conference.
0: And that's fantastic to be able to have that opportunity to be able to have them uh, be able to to present uh, there and to be able to learn about, you know, pr- presentations at conferences and that and being able to really work and further on research. I know that when I was a, 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 a graduate student, you know, going through my master's program and that it meant a lot to be able to. Uh, to be able to present at academic conferences and also to be able to kind of get that information, that feedback back on how you can uh, really uh, improve your research. And I know that right there is, is, is huge. It it means a lot to those students to, to, uh, to do that. So I know there's definitely a value in all the, uh, I guess, in all the programs that you're talking about here, Carrie. So, very exciting to see that there's a lot of students that are involved in research and that they're doing these things with their faculty mentors.
2: Absolutely.
0: What I wanted to ask you about is to talk about Created State. I know that's something that we are excited about that's coming up here in April. Uh, Let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about uh, Created State and how it may look this year.
2: We are so excited for Create at State this year because we are getting to bring it back in person. So Create at State hasn't been in person since 2019. Um, And I think our our virtual conferences have gone really well, especially in 2020, the quick transition. And then in 2021, they did an excellent job um, getting that together and putting on just a wonderful virtual experience for everyone. So this year, we are bringing it back to normal, sort of. But we're going to still offer those hybrid opportunities. So we um, learned a lot in our two years of virtual conferences. And we've discovered that that does offer opportunities to students who wouldn't otherwise be able to attend and present at Creative State. So we don't want to drop that part of it. So what we're doing is we are offering students the opportunity to either come and present in person, they can still do a poster, they can still do a presentation, a creative performance, um, just like before. But if we have a student who cannot make it in person, they have the opportunity to either um, present virtually live, like through Zoom, or to pre-record their presentation and send that to us ahead of time if that's what fits their schedule the best. Um, And then we're also looking at the opportunity to have judges judge virtually if there are some judges that we really need to bring on board, but they aren't able to come in person. So we we have the student union, the third floor reserved as normal, and we're gonna go back to pretty much our normal schedule um, that we've had before. All of the colleges will present on the days that they traditionally presented on. Um, and it's going to be just a really exciting experience. I'm, I'm so happy to have the opportunity to see everybody in person again.
0: That's fantastic. Tom, I know you're excited about this as well.
1: I am. And, uh, you know, as you were mentioning, Jonathan, from your master's, you really remember that experience of working with that professor one-on-one and going and mm-hmm. presenting. And that's true of all of us as we get older. That's what we remember about college. That's what we felt really taught us to be professionals, that extra work that we're doing, that one-on-one learning experience and professional development. So we have a large online program, okay? So we wanna draw those students in too. So as awful as COVID has been for everybody uh, in, in academic settings, we learned a lot. So now with these new tools that we have available, we're really hoping to engage uh, students that might not be anywhere in the country or around the world for that matter, to have that same opportunity to work with their professors one-on-one and have a professional conference-like setting, uh, being hybrid like this to present. So, and now after two years, I'm really ready for that energy. Uh, that energy when we have those 110, 120 posters set up, students all over, the judges coming in. We should mention how much we're looking forward to working with the judges on campus through Jessica Blackburn's efforts at uh, advancement to bring, bringing all these uh, alumni and uh, community members in to help us judge the conference. Uh, it's going to be glorious. We can't wait. Mm-hmm.
0: When will the symposium be held this year?
2: It's going to be April 18th through 20th. And uh, students who are wanting to submit abstracts, uh, abstract deadline is February 11th.
0: So you're already getting in a lot of abstracts in for this, Carrie?
2: Oh, yes. And I expect there to be more, particularly um, the week before they're due.
0: usually that's how it happens and it could be like that last minute yeah. rush when as we get closer to the 11th it's really exciting those we're talking about you know created state being back in in you know in some sort of a normal area but i think you're also right there uh, uh dr rish by way of i've heard a lot of people say that covid forced people to have to start doing things that maybe they were thinking about or whatever and and now you you'll, you you you're looking at how that happened and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing you know I, I i think there's would you agree there's a value of of people if they still want to do it virtually because obviously we more people are on zoom meetings like we are here and and, and that to to be able to have a you know a competition um a virtual component of that uh because that's the way a lot of the world has been working since covid
1: that's right. And it's also gonna be how they're going to work in their professional environments. So giving them that experience, again, in a very professional conference-like setting um, really will give them a leg up on that. And there's a good chance that some of these uh, students are looking for virtual careers. If they're, if they're taking their degrees virtually, um, their lives might be such that they wanna work at home. And by giving them this opportunity, they're getting essentially the exact same experiences that they would if they were on campus in, in regards to uh, being a student researcher and presenting at a campus conference like this.
0: Carrie, for those students who who may be a little bit hesitant maybe to want to present or want to do research, kind of tell us real fast about why that's important and why they should go ahead and and, and get involved and do something like that.
2: I think I think you and Tom have touched on it a little bit these experiences where working with your mentor and going to conferences are the things that have really impacted you in your careers. Um so the thing that also happens is you get all of these wonderful networking experiences. So these these are the experiences that really make your career in my opinion. These are the the ways that you get out and you meet the people who are already in your field, maybe you meet people who are in other fields and you learn about things that you didn't even know existed and it brings your career into a whole new direction, you didn't even know it could go in. Um these I I mean, maybe it's a little bit simple, but being involved in research and taking advantage of opportunities like this, it's just it's fun. It adds incalculable value to your student experience and just becoming part of a lab or part of a group you get to be in a community you get to work with other students who understand what you're doing and what you're going through and what your goals are in ways that like your parents maybe just <laughs> can't understand so that being in in these situations where you have friends in your lab who are supporting you, you're working with graduate students who like just become like your mentors in addition to the faculty members. Um, a lot of these lab groups they're they're like a family, and you have this immeasurable support all the way through your career, and you form these these bonds with people. That's really important. Um, and I just, I really encourage students to find a way to get involved. And I think re- research is a really special way to do that because it's a really deep involvement that gives you usually a, like a practical outcome. So you can put these things on your resume, you can put them on your CV, you get tangible materials like you can say I did this presentation here it is you can see it I did this poster you physically have a poster in your hands um you might have a publication or something like that that has your name on it so when people search you they see you wrote an entire paper or maybe you helped with a grant or um some other project and that that's something that not everyone is doing that's going to set you apart and that's going to make you um, important in your field of study. And then presenting at these conferences just adds a whole other layer where you're going outside of your own lab and you're interacting with students who are doing similar things, who are involved in similar opportunities, and you're meeting um, other people with careers in your field, people who might be potential graduate advisors, who might be potential employers in the future, and, Sure, you could look these people up on the internet and you could email them, but being in a situation where you can see these people face-to-face and have a conversation with them about what you're excited about and what you're passionate about is just so very important to the student experience.
0: Fantastic. Carrie, before we let you run, I want to thank you for being here, and, and once again, welcome to KASU people want to get a hold of you how do they get a hold of you students uh, others how do they get a hold of you
2: uh well the best way is probably by email they can email me at kharris at astate.edu um, but they can also call my office phone my direct line is i always have to look at it um it's 972 3991 so they can call me that way and um my office is in the library on the sixth floor down the RTT Hall. It's number 613H, and I'm usually in here. So they are always welcome to stop by and chat about whatever, whatever they're interested in.
0: Carrie, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Dr. Rish. anything else you would like to add about this, please?
1: I would. We're really excited about student research. And I hope our little chat today uh, has convinced everybody that we have the perfect person to be our first director of student research at Arkansas State University. And we're looking forward to the future and what we can uh, facilitate for our brilliant students.
0: And we'll definitely have uh, both of you on uh, more times here as we continue to go on through the Created State uh, podcast and reaching out to students and faculty mentors about their research. Dr. Tom Rish, Kerry Harris, thank you both so much for your time today. Really appreciate you both.
2: Thank you for having <laughs> us.
0: That was Vice Provost of Research and Technology Transfer and Executive Director of the Arkansas Biosciences Institute at Arkansas State University, Dr. Tom Rish and Director of Student Research at Arkansas State University, Carrie Harris. We've been listening to A-State Connections and Create Ed State, making connections that count. Make sure you tell others about this segment and subscribe to get future shows and hear previous content everywhere you get your podcasts. More information on this content is available at KASU.org. You're listening to A-State Connections on KASU. I'm Jonathan Reeves.